Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lone Society podcast. I am your host, Lone. In tonight's episode, I'm really going to mostly just go over what is going to be happening in the podcast. So, really, what it's mostly going to be is me reading, uh, missing, like, people cases, horror stories, and I'm going to read it from a variety of sources, not just one spot, and I really don't know what those sources are going to be as of now, because tonight I'm going to tell one of my own stories. For now, I'm just going to go over the basics of the show. So, just like missing 401 cases, other horror stories, cryptids, a lot of this kind of stuff. And I'm going to try to also add in some of my own experiences, even though I don't have many. The ones I do have are either just not really the best or they're actually really nice and that's really that's really all I have for this part what I'm gonna be doing so I will occasionally cover game news but only for games like like horror games okay like stuff in um, like phasmophobia I, that game's been spiking or it recently did I'm not sure if it's still going as strong some other smaller games on Steam like uh, let me check so like Bigfoot Dogman they're just some nice horror games and that's really that's really all it is aside from that I will not be covering anything else I'm not going to be covering political ideas uh nothing that's going on with the pandemic now i'm not gonna cover this stuff because i don't want to really start anything with anyone i don't want any drama i just want to have a nice clean experience and that's that's really all it is and that's what i'm gonna try to achieve here so with that being said there's really not much else i can cover Most of the time, it's just going to be me. If not always, it's just going to be me hosting the show. But I might bring on other people. But as of now, I don't have anything like that planned. So without further ado, I think I'd like to just jump straight in to my experience. Which I really don't... Okay, so first I'll start off... So I live in, like, a very rural area. Lots of just countryside, mountains, stuff like that. And in about September, late September, so it was was fall, pretty chilly. I decided to go camping with my friend and two of my brothers. We went camping on my property... But I have a very, very large property, 170 acres. So we have plenty of land to go on. So we went quite far down into my property. And we decided to pitch a spot that was like on the edge 
of a, a tree line and on a field. It was a small field, nothing too special, but it was a perfect camping spot. It was flat, perfect to pitch our tent, and we had some ATVs too. We had a 90cc Polaris Sportsman. That's what my brother was driving. And we had, I think it was a 550cc Arctic Cat. And this this took place uh, in 2020. So this this was very recent. And I still remember it clearly. And I, I'm probably going to remember it until the day I die. Because it was just one of those things that really stick with you. So nothing really happened the first night we were camping. It was pretty normal. Uh, we... We were going to light a fire, but decided against it because probably not the smartest thing to do, especially in the area we were in. So we decided to hang some cans up in a tree and shoot them with a BB gun. We did that. We skipped some rocks. Uh, we were climbing trees. We actually broke a tree down, made a rope swing. That's really all we did. It wasn't too exciting. By the time we got down there, it was already 3 o'clock. And it got dark around 7. 6, 7, right around there. We got down there at about 3, 3.30. So then, what we did was, we all got in the tent. And as we were trying to fall asleep, we heard something outside the tent. Um, but it was very small. You could tell it was just a small animal. So it was probably like an opossum. Uh, what are they called? A skunk. Something like that. Probably nothing too, too big. The only other thing it really could have been would have been a deer. But I, it was. you could tell it was small. So highly unlikely. So we got up in the morning and my brother's socks we he left his shoes out of the tent and he put his socks in there his socks were actually gone something took his socks out of his shoes so later that day we ha uh he drove we had to drive him back up to our house and it was it's probably about a 5 minute drive going full speed on one of these four wheelers and it, it it's i'd say about a mile away but there's a lot of like turns that you gotta take. You gotta go on little paths. So, anyways, that was really it. And it, it it's mid. It's not mid. Yeah, about mid fall. So, it does get really chilly, and it gets really wet in the morning. So it was pretty wet outside. And this, it's a small tent, like a, like a four or five person tent. We, we probably could have fit five people, and we're not too big. None of us. Uh, me and my friend are the biggest. And it, it was just... It felt eerie that morning. That's really the best way for me to describe it. Something did feel off that morning. I didn't feel anything the previous day. But something did feel weird. And we actually decided to move our spot to another area that was almost identical except it was a little more clear it was just it is a little bit more in the shade too overall a better spot for us to put our tent because it did get really hot in the day and we were starting to sweat 
So we wanted to move into the shade, so we just go in and relax. The tent won't heat up too much during the day. But that did make it colder at night, it, it because it didn't really warm up during the day. So it was pretty cold. So that day we basically did the same thing. We, um, we were hearing some sounds out in the woods. And we really didn't think anything because after the morning, the eeriness that I felt really just dissipated. I really didn't feel it anymore. Everything just felt normal. So, we heard some sounds in the woods. Probably a squirrel or something. Who knows? So we just went out there and we sat around like on tree stumps, logs. We climbed trees. Sat there trying to just see what was making the sound. Look around. Not really um, the brightest thing to do. Because you're not really going to find anything. Sure, you might find a bird or a squirrel. That's really all that's out there. But, um, yeah, that was really all we did. We literally just sat out there for hours trying to see what was making the sound. And it may have been a bird or it may have been what was actually... Well, you're about... I'm going to tell you about it. So that night, it, it everyone... So I didn't know this at the time, but after this whole experience, everyone felt eerie that night. Before we even went to bed, before anything weird was happening. So we went in, and we went to bed at around 9. And I woke up, and I don't know why I woke up, but I, I remember checking my phone. It was about 1.40, 1.40 in the morning. And my friend was up too. He he woke up too we we're both awake but i didn't know he was awake like i said i didn't know until after and he told me he was awake because we both heard the same thing we heard screaming like just screaming it sounded like a woman was being stabbed to death it was pretty terrifying to be honest but it was 140 i just woken up i'm not really thinking clearly so i fell right back asleep and my friend was up for this, and he heard the same thing. And he said that when he heard it, it was the scariest thing he has ever heard in his entire life. Now, and he now, excuse my language, but none of us are really pussies per se. Okay, we're not petrified of anything, nothing like that. So the next morning. Uh, I didn't say anything about the scream, neither did my friend. We found out way after when we got back to the house. So the next day, we shot BB guns again. Um, I think... I think we had to drive back up to the house to grab some lunch. I'm pretty sure that we did do that. It was either that day or the day before. It was definitely one of the two. But we went up to get lunch at the house doesn't really matter too much it was pretty basic uh, we got back down to the tent obviously nothing has changed but we brought a bike down and this was probably the worst decision we made bring this bike down because it really slowed us down a lot so what was happening was our our four-wheelers were running low on gas so we used this bike to get back and forth between the house and it would take us like 20 minutes to use this bike probably longer it depended on who was uh using it my brother we we only sent him off once one of my brothers and he was gone for almost an hour 
before he got back. So we had this bike and it slowed us down so much. In the end, it really wouldn't have mattered if we ran out of gas because we could have just gone back and gotten another can. Because only one of the four wheelers was low on gas. And the other one wasn't doing too good, but it wasn't low per se. So we were good. This bike was really just a pain in the ass. It was just horrible. Um, it kept it would break. The chain kept falling off. It was just absolutely deplorable. All right, this bike, the bane of our life. Um, you couldn't ride it through a field. You couldn't ride it through the trees or anything. It was pretty much useless. We probably would have been better off walking than using the stamp thing. That's how bad it was. It was literally despicable. Moving on, though, we went to bed that night, and I we did have a twenty-two rifle with us, which really wouldn't do anything to anything, aside from a small animal. It wouldn't do much to a deer, wouldn't do much to a bear, coyotes, nothing like that. So we go to bed that night, and before we go to bed this time, so all of us heard, all four of us actually heard two screams and they were coming from the same direction i had heard the previous night and they were they sounded like they were actually further away although i can't say for sure because i was half asleep when the first scream occurred but they they sounded pretty distant i i would say maybe 100 yards away 100 150 so it it is pretty close, but it's coming from the woods. So, we really were on edge right there, and we stayed up for probably another two hours until 10, 11 o'clock. And that's when we started to fall asleep. I don't know who the first person to fall asleep was. I guarantee it was one of my brothers. Uh, one of them can't stay up to save his life. If there was a fire in the house, he would die. Okay, he wouldn't wake up. He would die unless someone sit, went in there to save him. He's just a really, really deep sleeper. He can fall asleep anywhere. Um, So the, the last one to fall asleep is probably me or my friend. Doesn't really matter. Has no importance to the story. But anyways, the next morning we were talking about it. And it did feel strange, okay? And the, wood, the woods around our campsite, they're very deep dense thin like birch trees and the occasional actually really large rather large oak trees they were pretty large and we did have some pine trees not many and a lot of really this thorny bushes okay all over the place but the point is the woods were really dense like really dense it was hard to go through and that night, we actually did something pretty foolish, okay? The day, we didn't do much. That night, we decided to go out into the woods with nothing but a twenty-two rifle. A twenty-two caliber. And looking back on it, I wouldn't have done it. But we were all safe. And thankfully, nothing much happened. I don't remember why we went out. I don't think it had anything to do with the screams. Matter of fact, we probably weren't even thinking about it then. Because if we were, we most likely wouldn't have gone out. But uh, what we ended up doing was spider hunting. 
we so we have these really large spiders out here they are i think they're dock spiders and we we do live by water so they're pretty common and they're they're rather large um if we see them on trees and they would scare us and we're hunting them because you can see their eye shine during the night so they're pretty easy to find if you know what you're looking for if you were going out there during the day, it'd probably be virtually impossible to find this. The only reason we could see them was because their eyes shine, which made it ten times easier to see. It ten times easier to see these things. And we did see them. It was crazy. I remember we took some pictures of this really large one we found. It was huge. Now, I'm not sure if they are really too uh, venomous. Probably not, but... They might be. We didn't. We didn't like mess with them or anything. We just found them. I remember my brother blew one in half with a BB gun. Maybe two. We found probably twenty of them. They were all over the place. So we went back to the tent. And I remember my friend said, "There's a light out there." And we all turned, and sure enough, through the trees, there is a red light. So this, I still really don't know what this was. Because we ended up going out there and we kept following the red light until it just disappeared. Like it was gone. Nobody else would be on the property aside from me and my family. But the direction this was in was past, well not past, in the opposite direction of my house. It was like behind our campsite really, it looked to be really deep in the woods. Um... But it disappeared. So we went back to our campsite. And we went to bed. Nothing at all happened that night. Nothing. Um, so I think we're out there for a total of four or five days. I don't remember how many. I just uh, said. Yeah, I, I have short memory. Short term memory loss. Not really, but I probably do. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, the next day was pretty normal i remember it was actually rather uh, warm out that day it was really warm compared to the last few days probably 70 80 degrees something like that and our phones were all dying like they were dying we didn't have any way to really charge them <laughs> aside from a flashlight which i it which i think actually depleted the batteries on our phone instead of charging them it was really useless so our phones, we could only use them in an emergency then. And to get back up to the house, we would have to ride the four-wheelers. Now this plays a crucial part later on. And this was the last night we were there. That night, we hear these screams non-stop. So it gets to the point where we're like, alright, we need to go out there. We need to see what's going on. It sounds like a lady. It, it does. It sounded like a lady screaming. So part of us we're scared but we thought if there's someone out there we need to go help them so we head out there and we're walking for like five minutes and the whole time if we don't really feel too scared but we we can hear every once in a while something's walking next to us in the tree line so we're following a path and something's in the tree line right next to us just walking and this is um it, it, it is pretty unnerving, to say the least. But at the time, we weren't really thinking much about that. 
Uh, probably because we didn't really think it was anything like that. We thought it would be like a lady or something, someone out there who needed help. So, hold on. Alright, so we went out there. And we're walking, we get down to the bank of a river. And we're there, and we realize that there are these big footprints in the sand that weren't there the previous morning. And they look like dog prints, okay, but like really big dog prints. So we're walking and we hear stuff falling into the river on the other side of the bank. This part still confuses me because at the same time we could hear something walking in the trees on the bank of the river on our side but at the same time on the other side that part still confuses me so it could have been a completely unrelated animal something like that who knows we probably never will so anyways we are uh, we're reaching the end of like the beach when we hear screamings coming from our tent like where our tent is not at the tent but in that direction and at that point we want to get out of there we know that something's up. We know nobody's in trouble at this point. And at that point, that's when things really got creepy. So there were that there was no wind. Virtually no wind. Yet all of the leaves, bushes, and everything on our side of the river, everything on the bank started shaking. And my friend and I looked up at the bank of the river on our side, and we both saw eye shine two rather big eyes not a deer um nothing small and it scared us it, it it scared me um i've never felt so terrified in my entire life and neither had my friend it it was terrifying so we're running through the woods i have my two younger brothers in between me and my friend um i'm carrying the gun and we're just running and we can also hear something running with us but next to the woods like in the woods right next to us and this really creeps me out to this day that something was next to us and we just didn't know it well we knew it but we didn't know what it was or what was going to happen so we get to the clearing where my tent is where our tent is and that's when the fear really set in all of a sudden, all of the trees surrounding my tent started shaking like violently. But there was no wind. We couldn't feel any wind, nothing like that. And off in the distance, I'd say probably, I, I really don't know how far away. I'm not good with this kind of stuff with distance. We could hear a pack of coyotes start to howl. But coyotes don't scream. That's the thing. And they were really far away when they started to howl. But something was still in the tree line. And these prints were huge. Way too big to be a coyote. The prints we saw on the beach just way too big. So I, I tell my friend. I'm like, listen, we can either go in the tent just stay in there. Stay out here in the clearing with the gun. Or we can just get back to the house. Because I did want to leave, obviously. But at the same time... It's really cold out. I just want to get in the tent. I want to get warm. Uh, but he said that we should go. And that definitely is the smart decision. 
but um, I really preferred warmth at that moment of time. But my brothers also wanted to leave, and it would probably be easier to leave. If we did stay, who knows what could have happened. We could have ended up dying. Um, so we got on the four-wheelers, got the keys in, but one of them wouldn't start at all. Like, just not starting. And all this is happening, it's, like, intensifying. The tree's shaking everything. We, uh, my brothers and my friend keep reporting, like, they see eye shines in the woods and stuff all over the place. And, because I'm trying to start the four-wheeler, I'm not focused on any of that. One of them just won't start, so I go to the other one, and that one won't start either. But it is trying to start, whereas the other one wasn't trying at all. So we were sitting there probably for five minutes, okay? This felt like an eternity, but it was realistically probably about five minutes. We got the four-wheeler to start, and I ended up getting on it, and I had my friend and my two brothers get on it. Okay, we usually wouldn't have done this. Only uh, two of us would have been on that one and two on the other. But we got on it. And this was the 550, the Arctic Cat, not the 90cc. This was a 550. So it, it's pretty big and um, can go pretty fast. We got on it and we started driving and it died in the middle of the field. Okay, we, we left our flashlights and stuff at camp. The only thing we had on us were some knives and the rifle, which is on the front of the thing. So this four-wheeler, the four-wheeler died out on us, okay? So we're out there in the field, and the stuff has stopped, because it, we I think we got away from it, but we could hear the howling again. So we're like, we just gotta get out of here, we gotta go. So I did start it up again, it didn't take nearly as long, and it didn't feel like it took long either. It probably only took 30 seconds to get it running again. And I full throttled it out of there. And we got back up to the house. I told my dad. And we were all talking. And I, I sat there. And it's not really a feeling I can describe. I've never felt it before. Aside from that one time. I, I guess the closest thing you could really... Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe dread. Like extreme dread. That's really what I felt, and my friend was trying to describe the same thing. I could tell he felt the same thing. I could tell my brothers felt the same thing. We all felt it, okay? It was just a really, the atmosphere down there was really just, it, I, it, it was dreadful. It really was, in all meanings of the word, and more. It was horrible nothing i'd ever want anyone to experience my dad didn't really know what it was my grandfather didn't after after a while a few hours we came to the conclusion that it was conclusion that it was a mountain lion now if it was a mountain lion the those are a lot of coincidences okay the screaming the stuff on the river all the trees shaking the coyotes howling at the same time Okay, and it very well could have been that. It really could. Um, who knows? Uh, but that's really all I have for that story. And with that, I'm, go I'm going to end tonight's episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I do plan to make more of these. I will try to post one every night. Thank you for 
joining my very first episode of the Lone Society podcast. I am your host, Lone. Everyone, have a good night, and don't let the bud, uh, bed bugs bite.